have a very exciting announcement here at the Persuasion Lab podcast, and that is the opening of the fully outfitted digital Persuasion Lab. So I've been negotiating professionally for decades, and the most common deal breaker I see with my clients before our work together is that they simply don't know how to prepare for a negotiation. Now, it doesn't really matter whether they're trying to close a sale, secure a vendor through a competitive pricing agreement, come out on top through litigation, or simply navigate quarantine-strained relationships at home. They simply aren't equipped with the words, nonverbal skills, or situational awareness to succeed. With that in mind, I've developed the Persuasion Lab. It's a digital learning platform that automates the transactional processes I've developed over my years in negotiation. I've designed it so that you don't need to spend tens of thousands of dollars or more potentially on professional negotiators like me, but can equip yourself with the skills you need to walk into almost any negotiation, whether it's this evening at the dinner table or over Zoom next week. Confident that you're well prepared for success. Although the lab is outfitted and open, the thing that's missing is the piece that matters most, you. To that end, we're offering some very special introductory deals for our beta users through the end of the year. Most notably, we have options that include 30 days free and or lifetime access for the price of just one month's subscription. All you need to do is get in on the action and head over to thepersuasionlab.com. You can find the link in the show notes below. The only caveat, because we have just launched, there may be some hiccups here or there. Your feedback is incredibly important as we wrap up our final stages of development. And should you experience any misfires at all, just let us know and we'll make it right. This week on the Persuasion Lab, we're going to talk about project management. And in particular, we're going to talk about how negotiation is one of the critical challenges project managers face. And I'm basing today's discussion on research at Villanova University where they defined 10 top challenges to project management. And what I'm going to do is rank each one of those in uh, a scale, kind of a low, medium, high, depending on how much negotiation skill is used in these different project management challenges. So let's go down the list of top 10 project manager challenges and what type of negotiation skills are needed and how important are skills for that challenge. And spoiler alert to my way of thinking, a lot of these actually do involve negotiation and communication, speaking with people. So without further ado, let's get going. The number one challenge, according to this study was undefined goals. In other words, 
we don't know where we're going. And this is very important for the team to understand where it is going. Back when I worked many years ago at Citibank, uh, they had uh, a application that was way before Geico was doing online policy making or everyone else. And they were developing a system to optimize online policy creation. And the project manager in, start of de- in charge of developing this application, uh, I was in a meeting with him and I just had met with the CIO regarding a contract. It was a, a large server purchase, so I was negotiating the server contracts. And we were talking about specifications and the lead developer, I said, well, this is high volume. This is for online uh, form fill out and policy clearing and interfacing with actuarial data, etc. And the, this is the head of development. He said, you're the first person to tell me what this server is going to be used for. I had no idea, and I would have configured it differently. I would have different specifications. So that's a goal that wasn't communicated. In other words, if you need to get everyone on board, you have to communicate. And it's surprising that I wish this were a one-off, but in the last 25 years, I've seen this happen again and again where everyone doesn't know where they're shooting for an undefined goal. I consider this a high negotiation skill usage because you've got to reach the people where they are and get them on board to your project. If you fail to do that, they will not know what the ambiguous goal is and they will act in their own interest, which may be, hey, I'm going to configure this server. Uh, That's the easiest way for me because it's what I know and I feel confident about it, even though the high volume, high throughput, online policy writing application, in my example, wasn't even conceived at this level. Hard to believe, but it happens. Fortune 500 company. The next has to do with this idea of scope creep. Scope creep. This is, I believe, a high negotiation skill issue in project management because scope creep has to do with what you're willing to do for the resources allocated, for the budget, for the engineering constraints. When things start to go out of scope, that's because people are weak. They don't know how to set boundaries. They don't know how to say no, or they didn't draft it very well. And it's kind of open. That statement of work that outlines the scope of the engagement will be ambiguous and everything will be up to a haggle, which of course creates time and money lost. It It's unbelievable to me how people have an open contract or an open purchase order with very technical things where you really need to have a dynamic to change? Do you have that statement of work? Do you have a change order process if scope creep? What if it happens that the scope changes and nobody talks about it? Is there a default provision that, say, reverts to time and materials? These are things pretty critical to 
understand how both the purchaser and the seller of goods and services can manage. It's all about negotiation, having a tight agreement, setting boundaries, and not being pushed around to start throwing things in that will run costs. The third challenge for project managers is inadequate skills for the project. And this, I think, has to do with negotiation as well because who are you getting on board? Are you hiring, soliciting, negotiating, getting to the truth behind the skills that are required to do that project? This has to do with getting information by people, getting them in their comfort zone, and franchising them so they actually embellish their ability to do the job. And I mean embellish is probably not the word. I probably augment, augment their skills. That's why good project managers are always training. They're going to meetings from, say, the Project Management Institute or these ongoing continuing learning to make sure that you have the skills. Another thing is lack of accountability. Not real. This is more of a management issue, so I kind of put this in medium negotiation skill. I don't think this has to do with negotiation, persuasion, and influence that much, but has to more do with the leadership management structure. Next, I want to talk about this risk management, improper risk management. A lot of times on a project, people don't know what the upside is and the potential downside. If you're entering a high-risk project, you want to minimize risk or the economics of it will not pan out. Moreover, your organization will most likely be insured. And depending on what you're doing with a project, failure of that project may or may not be within the scope of your policy. For example, if it's a professional services type contract, if I'm an engineering firm and I uh, screw up and I think, oh, I have general liability insurance, um, that's probably not going to cover it. Probably something like errors and emissions insurance may be the proper type. And that's an improper risk management. So you did not properly inform, negotiate on minimizing, mitigating the risk in that project with the backup of insurance if you're not a self-insuring entity. Ambiguous contingency plans forms our number six problem with project management, project management challenge. Now, ambiguous contingency plans have more to do with leadership, so I really don't think this is a negotiation skill. Contingency plans, that's almost risk allocation, but in a very contorted way, it could be your best alternative to a negotiated agreement or BATNA. Fisher and Uri, Getting to Yes Fans, I mentioned that book a lot. If you don't have a contingency plan, what's your walk away? What's your best alternative? That's important for you to know. Um, more to do with a leadership issue, I think. It can deal with specific projects, but I think a contingency plan definitely can form a firewall as far as how much you're willing to 
spend on a project. If I want something repaired, can I do it myself is the question. If you can't come to a cost that you can outsource it for, what would it cost realistically internally for you to do it? What's your plan B? Moving up on the final four here, poor communication is a top project manager challenge that has a lot to do with negotiation. We talk about empathic negotiation. If you want more about that, this is a website, empathicnegotiation.com. And we talk about that a lot in this podcast on how standing in someone else's shoes is a first step to get them actually to listen to you because we're very distracted. We have a lot going on. We've got to really assure, assume, and acquire better communications by influence, persuasion, and negotiation. The seventh issue project managers have is this idea of impossible deadlines where super aggressive deadlines are almost met as a negotiation tactic. If I'm really aggressive, I can get more out of my people. Well, that has good and negative impact. Certainly for the customer or the client, it can have negative outcomes on not meeting expectations, but impossible deadlines can also have morale issues. And I think they have to do with, are you setting barriers? Are you communicating? Are you persuading people that these are important to get people to that end? A series of failed deadlines, uh, deadlines that aren't non-met, generally erases the credibility of these deadlines, and that has to do with the relationship. I think this is a high negotiation skill usage project management thing on setting deadlines, setting expectations, and making sure they're reasonable. Number eight will, uh, sorry, this is nine, is resource deprivation. This basically is for the given project, People think magic can happen. You've got to allocate resources to a project or it will not be met. It will be wasted. Uh, it's starving the project and it will die. This has to do with good project managers are always about budget, getting more resources to ensure that the project is viable, that it is being met on an ongoing basis. And what you thought it was going to cost initially, inevitably cost a little bit more. And finally, the number 10 project management challenge is lack of stakeholder engagement. This is a double high plus negotiation skill usage. Stakeholder engagement is your way, your challenge to use the stuff we talk about in the Persuasion Lab and on our digital platform, thepersuasionlab.com, to get people enfranchised so they perform at the very best. So they 
reach into their personal agency and make it part of that organization's agency. This is so critical. I can't mention this enough. Stakeholder engagement is how you get on the radar of people who are distracted by any manner of things. It can be doing more with less at work. It can be family issues. It can be personal health issues. It can be social media distraction issues. It could be headline issues. You know, the media, the news, um, whipping people up to care about things that they have no agency over. Projects are something project managers and stakeholders have agency over. But if you don't engage that agency, that project will fail. Negotiation is a critical skill in this number 10. And that's the Villanova University Top 10 Project Manager Challenges Apply to Negotiation. I'll go over that list again as I close and talk about whether it's a high, medium, or low negotiation skill usage. Number one, undefined goals. High negotiation skill usage. Number two, scope creep. This is a high negotiation skill usage. Inadequate skills for the project. This is a medium skill for the project. It's high if you're talking about getting the right people on board in recruitment, but it's generally medium because it has an important leadership function, judgment on behalf of the leadership. Lack of accountability. This has to do with the management structure and more of a medium slash low usage of negotiation skill to my way of thinking. Improper risk management. I think this is firmly a medium negotiation skill usage. You've got to figure out risk management, what that's going to be like, and get people who are involved in that function in, on the corporate side internally and externally with your insurer to make sure that risk management for that given project is done. Let's see, that was one, two, three, four. The fifth one was improper risk management. We talked about that. The sixth one is ambiguous contingency plans. Ambiguous contingency plans. Now, if you're talking about a given transaction, your best alternative to negotiated agreement, of course, that would be a high one. But generally speaking, contingency plans, that's a corporate issue. That's not really a negotiation skill per se. So I put that one at low. Next, we have poor communication skills, poor communication skills. This is something that is absolutely a function of negotiation. And the issue is that communication has to do with being heard. It has to be do with influencing and persuading, which of course is part of negotiation. Given that that is such an important skill, it would be a great idea for you to think about how do I increase the capacity of my team to communicate more effectively, to get on people's radar screens more effectively. The eighth project management issue is an impossible deadline. I think this is a high negotiation 
skill usage because this has to do with setting boundaries. Setting boundaries, saying no, is a critical part in negotiation skills. Good project managers can consistently and skillfully and tactfully tell people that what they're asking for is impossible or will cost way too much and be realistic about that. You don't want to be a chicken little screaming that the sky is falling when you can persuasively say, okay, for this, we can do this. For this time frame, this budget, we can do this. If you want what you're asking for, I estimate in my judgment, this time frame and this budget is more realistic. So that type of impossible deadline, impossible budget, I'll throw that in, uh, although that was not in the Villanova study, um, would be a high negotiation skill usage. Number nine, resource deprivation. This is a high negotiation skill usage because good project managers are aligned with the corporate direction and they can make the pitch why this is important to the organization and get the resources developed based on hopefully their prior uh, good project management and setting priorities for that organization. And finally, number 10, this is a high negotiation skill usage, is lack of shareholder engagement. Lack of shareholder engagement. As a project manager, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, conducted various workshops and keynotes for the Project Management Institute, and stakeholder engagement is a 24-7 project management imperative. You've got to get people on board. You've got to get the executives on board. You've got to get your user base on board to engage in the process to make that project successful. If you're out with, say, in the software world, a beta version, you want people to have that engagement. They feel like they're important and part of the process. And it is. That install base of beta users gives you very important information. And I can tell you in the persuasionlab.com digital platform, our beta users are rock stars. They have to get engaged. They have to know how important they are. And understanding that there's time constraints, people are busy, that engagement has to be very high. That's why it's a critical negotiation skill. And that's a review. Thank you for joining us in the Persuasion Lab this week. It's been a lot of fun, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. This is Martin Medeiros in the Persuasion Lab. How can I think this through? Ooh.